Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. What if it doesn't work? What if I suck at this? What if I get rejected? The shadow of potential failure can loom over our dreams, making us hesitate to take chances in the first place. So how can we overcome this fear? Welcome back to Savvy Psychologist. I'm your host, Dr. Jade Wu. Every week, I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. Today, let's walk through five evidence-based tips for being bold and shaking our unhelpful fear of failure. Have you ever wondered if you could do stand-up comedy, start a small business, become a YouTube star, get into graduate school, run for political office? What fun ideas for your life have you considered, and why haven't you tried to go for it? For many of us, the moat between us and something we want to try is usually made of a particular type of anxiety, fear of failure. And this is not just something you and I experience. The most daring CEOs and charismatic performers will admit that they felt this fear too. In fact, no matter how accomplished we are, how hardworking and how talented, our lives are just riddled with ways to fail. The social failure of being rejected, the romantic failure of a broken relationship, the professional failure of being fired, or even of not being promoted, or not becoming a smash hit when you release your next single. Even if we're not dreaming that big, the possibility of everyday types of failures looms large. And the more we let this fear get in the way of us taking leaps, the smaller our world becomes. So, what to do in this minefield of possible failures? How do we move boldly forward so we can take the chances that may bring incredible rewards? This week, let's examine failure up close and find five tips for how to overcome our fear of it. Tip number one is to be specific. So you know how the scariest part of a scary movie is before you open the door to the attic when your imagination runs wild about what horrors might lie beyond? Once the monster is revealed, it loses a lot of the mystery and you're not as scared anymore, right? That's because fear is worse when it's vague. That includes fear of failure, which might sound something all-encompassing like, Something bad might happen, or what if something goes wrong? Suddenly, that ominous music starts to crescendo because everything holds potential for failure. To fight this, define what failure really means to you. Perhaps it's, my company will go under and I'll have to file for bankruptcy. Or, my great American novel will fail to get on the New York Times bestseller list. Maybe, 
I'll totally freeze up in front of the class during my final presentation and get an F. Once your fear is sufficiently narrowed, it becomes much easier to wrap your head around it. It might even sound so far-fetched that it starts to seem silly. Or even if it's very likely to happen, failure may not be as catastrophic as you originally thought. After all, if you write a great American novel that you're proud of, not being on the bestseller list is not exactly total failure, is it? Tip number two is to answer your what-if questions. Often, we'll voice our worries with what-if questions. These what-ifs are meant to be rhetorical, but to get over your fear of failure, go ahead and actually answer the question. What if I fail my midterm? What if my business fails? What if nobody likes my song? Well, what if that happens? What would you do? How would you cope? How long would it take to overcome this failure? Who could support you during that time? And what would you learn from the experience? For example, if you're worried that if you start your small business, that it will fail, think about how you'd cope if that actually happened. Perhaps you'd give your employees as much notice as possible, figure out your finances, talk to your lenders, sell off what you can, work out a payment plan for your loans. Meanwhile, you could apply for jobs or reach out to your network. You'll have planned ahead with some emergency savings, probably. It will certainly be tough. It would be a setback. But when you really answer this what-if question, when you lay out the steps it would take to move forward, you come out the other side with a plan, which instantly makes things less scary. Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called The Anxiety Coaches Podcast, where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly, packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into the Anxiety Coaches podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast.com because healing begins the first time you listen. So now that we've sketched out what our fear is and what our possible exit strategies are, now it's time for tip number three, which is a little bit counterintuitive, and that's to stop visualizing success. Yes, you heard that right. Conventional wisdom says to make success yours by visualizing it. To lose weight, picture yourself in those skinny jeans. To get your dream job, visualize putting your feet up in that corner office, right? Not so much. A series of studies by Dr. Gabrielle Oettingen found exactly the opposite. Counterintuitively, when studied participants visualized a crush falling in love with them or recovering successfully from hip surgery or losing weight or getting a job, the less likely those things were to happen. Why is this? 
while our positive visualizations are idealized versions of our goals. In our mind's eye, success is total and complete. Costs are minimal, exertion is light, and the number of setbacks and plain old dumb mistakes are far and few between. With this idealized image in mind, we're not motivated to dig deep or focus our energy. Indeed, the more positive the fantasies, the less effort we invest in bringing them to fruition. So these starry-eyed dreamers, it turns out, sometimes forget to roll up their sleeves and get to work. What to do instead? Oettingen pioneered a technique you might have heard of. It's called mental contrasting. So in addition to picturing the achievement of your goal, also visualize the obstacles that stand in the way. So go ahead and imagine the satisfaction of accepting your diploma, but include time to picture the hours of studying, the number of times you'll have to resist the urge to binge watch Netflix instead. Visualize the applause after giving the concert of a lifetime, yes, but focus on the toil of practice and the temptation to get sidetracked from a career in music too. That being said, let's also moderate things a little bit with tip number four, which is to roll back the pressure. Go big or go home. Not up or shut up. If you're not first, you're last. Ouch, these sound pretty harsh, right? Shooting for the stars is admirable, but sometimes you have to cool your jets a little bit. Setting a punishingly sky-high goal seems like it should fire up your motivation, but really all it causes is procrastination and doubt. So instead, set a goal about the process, not the end result. So instead of get 100,000 users to download the app I created, try something more along the lines of, I want to learn all I can about launching a new app. And instead of get my dream job by the new year, go for something like attend three networking events a month until the new year. Aim for experiences, for learning, trying, mastering, exploring, even making mistakes and figuring out solutions, rather than just an endpoint. If you aim to experience, you can never really go wrong because you will experience something. Plus, you come away with truly valuable knowledge. And that is never a failure. And now for my favorite tip, tip number five. This is to remember that failing is not the same as being a failure. When we came to fear failure, what do we really fear? Usually, we fear being a failure, which feels like something permanent and irredeemable. If you're wearing this invisible I'm a failure hat, of course it's hard to muster up the excitement and motivation to pursue your dreams. By contrast, the experience of failure is temporary and changeable, and even more importantly, universal. It doesn't feel good while it's happening, but you always learn something and you know you're not the only one who's gone through this. And you usually get the opportunity to regroup and come back stronger, smarter, and more versatile. In other words, failure is not an end. It's a pit stop. It's not only okay to fail, it's necessary. So don't let your fear of failure stop you from giving your first concert, starting that Etsy shop with a soap-making side hustle, or talking to that one person who has been giving you butterflies. 
to get over that first self-imposed barrier of fear, just answer your what-ifs, visualize your obstacles along the way with your successes, and go easy on yourself. If you do all this, failure won't stand a chance. Thanks so much for listening and tell me about your failures and what you learned from them. Let's continue that conversation on social media. You can find me on Facebook and on Twitter. I'm at Jade Wu PhD or at QDT Savvy Psych. We can also keep in touch through the Savvy Psychologist newsletter, which delivers tips and updates straight to your inbox. Savvy Psychologist is audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg and edited by Beata Santora. As always, Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and doesn't substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Thanks again for joining me, and I'll see you next week for a happier, healthier mind. Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called The Anxiety Coaches Podcast, where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly, packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches Podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The AnxietyCoachesPodcast.com, because healing begins the first time you listen.